0: I'm Ira Pastor from BioPark Incorporated, and I took a left at the valley. I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists, you know, we don't have non-astrologers and all that, but
1: with the religious people
0: taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud to be
2: an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen, I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance, and you just call it faith in us. Something to be ashamed, I'm an atheist
3: Coming to you from escaping, after escaping the Inquisition, this is Left of the Valley. My name is Kevin, and I like little hotel soaps, because I can pretend I have huge muscles.
4: Or like Donald Trump, you can pretend to have big hands. <laughs> That's true.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Joining me as usual is the team that found out that booking the embassy suite as a hotel doesn't give you diplomatic immunity. By the way, we're no longer welcome at that hotel.
4: Yeah, the dead body was kind of a letdown for them.
5: <laughs> oh, I thought it was the dead donkey in the bathtub.
4: But. It's okay to murder people, not donkeys. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I didn't Ten seconds
3: it. in the show already off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> she used to be on the Ouija board of directors, Nancy.
6: That's me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, and he thinks that if Jesus Christ walked on water, he must have been great at river dancing. Scott.
1: Scott. <laughs>
4: I'm just imagining in one of those outfits <laughs>
3: <laughs> and she'll tell you that if you're killed then you've lost an important part of your life
4: Yeah, <laughs> you have.
3: but oh, the next Kevin. part has
4: just begun Kevin Kevin
3: <laughs> oh jeez mm. I I, oh, that's I need to use the right line for Kirsten I'm so sorry I can't use that line for Kirsten and why? Kirsten is here because she's so awesome why
4: well, can't you thanks Kevin it I think you did a better one aunts? with her <laughs> shut
6: up <laughs>
5: Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna second that. You are so awesome.
6: She is awesome. Thank you. Well, we're off to a start. I don't know what kind of start it is, but we're, yes, off, we're off to, to a start.
2: start. We're awesome. It's been a while since we've all been together, apparently. We
3: apologize in advance for our audience. <laughs> but we're awesome. Guys, welcome back. Uh, today we'll be talking to our old friend, Christopher DiCarlo, and we're actually going to deal deeper into, uh, so, you know, the kind of stories you hear, the horror stories about atheists being... Attacked and persecuted. You always think of something that comes out out of of Alabama. Well, this guy's in Ontario, and he's a university professor, and he's been refused tenure twice because of his atheism. And we're going to be talking about that today. But first, let's do a bit of chat. Not a whole lot of news this week, but some big news.
6: Not a whole lot of news. What rock did you crawl out from under this morning? I want to to concentrate on some
3: particular news. Let's just say. Did You guys see that New York uh, that uh, New York cop in a video torture and kill a raccoon? Did you guys see that? Oh, no. yeah, no. I started watching over that, it but for I... forty
5: five minutes.
3: Yeah, yeah. two cop car. cars and this raccoon's trying to escape a parking oh. lot, and they're driving. They're trying to kill it I'm while not... driving on in and circling around no. and hitting it again. And... Yeah,
2: it's... I... I didn't finish watching the video. I, I only saw I... the very beginning. I don't no, watch. No. I don't want to I, hear. Uh,
5: it. I read up uh, on the story, <laughs> and what happened no. was people complained uh. about a raccoon that was acting strange, and they called the police, and, of course, the police had to come from another town because the town they were in doesn't have its own police force. So two police cars showed up. They realized that, yes, there was something wrong with this raccoon, and instead of because apparently, I don't know, from the video, it doesn't look like there was anybody around other than the person filming. They were in a big parking lot. But apparently, the cops figured it was too dangerous to discharge their firearm. They wanted to kill the raccoon because it was Um, obviously rabid. Animal
4: control—they
5: don't have an animal control officer. So the police officers took it on themselves to dispatch the raccoon with their cars. And of course, the poor raccoon in the video—you can see the raccoon get clipped. You know, the car would would hit it. The raccoon would try and get out of the way. It would roll, and then the raccoon would get up, and you knew it was having trouble. But uh, it, it brought tears to our eyes yeah, watching We oh. watched about two minutes of it. I shut it off, and then I went yeah. to the story and read the story. Mm. And then we had to go watch Restoring Faith in Humanity videos for the rest of the day. Because <laughs> yes. it, just, it was, no, too, I much. Can't.
3: It was yeah, can't. too much. The, the police officers are saying the animal was rabid, but uh, apparently the, some of the witnesses are saying, no, that wasn't the case at all. There's, these guys were just having fun at this animal's expense. We don't know. Well, there's yeah. going to okay, be an autopsy
5: so done on the animal.
3: There'll
6: it, be an
5: autopsy done on the animal.
6: Because, I hope so. The, well, the raccoon yeah. may have been rabid, but but those fully stopers were dispatched. Oh no, no,
3: they could have easily He's just the stepped out and the just town, put a I mean, bullet in that right People, people and from it the
5: town who witnessed it uh, later said, you know, this was crazy. There's no reason they could have pulled, they couldn't have pulled out their service gun yeah. and shot it. And no, it
6: sounds like they were having fun in a, you know, in a, yeah exactly in a rabid way. That oh. seems,
2: yeah, that seems like the most stupid way to deal with a animal that they might consider like as uh, hope, a pest yeah. in that point. Hopefully, or a safety there are no more time we like, want well, the even,
4: American police to use their gun, and they don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And,
5: and, <laughs> and the worst part is the people who were actually complaining <gasps> about the animal are the ones complaining loudest about how the police dealt well, with it. like well, yeah. right. Wait a minute. This this was not what the intent of the call was.
6: This isn't even worth a discussion. This is really horrible. It's you disgusting
5: know, human behavior. Those it two
6: policemen need to be suspended, or they need to be fired Yeah. period yeah, can, can i
4: just say that if these two cops get worse treatment by their department than ones that actually shoot people our world has failed <laughs> well
2: i agree there yeah. was yeah. calls
5: there was calls to actually have the police put in the parking lot and uh we could have people drive around and try and hit that <laughs> jeez and for 45 minutes yeah. you know you, have to let me, you made that call didn't you <laughs> no, well, I read that one in one of the news reports, and I, and I was I was like, you know, that would be a fair thing because after watching the the part of the video I watched, it it literally it did it brought tears to my eyes because you can see the the pain the animals in, Ugh. you can see that the animals trying to escape, yeah, of course, and it didn't understand the animal did not understand well, yeah. what was happening and. It's just disgusting human behavior. It was absolutely disgusting. Yes, it was. Now, for
3: the past couple of weeks, we've been talking a lot about the gun issue in the United States. And how, uh, remember what we said that Florida and Kentucky have decided to arm teachers and stuff like Ridiculous. that?
1: Ridiculous. Well, this
3: week, in California, a teacher who was also a reserve police officer accidentally fired a gun in the school and injured three students.
5: And this, there it this is. This was a trained... And, and he apparently was teaching them how to uh, clean, their, exactly. clean their firearms. Exactly. What oh is it with gosh. Americans and loaded guns? guns being taught how to safely handle a firearm. Dennis Alexander was
3: teaching gun safety, and the gun fired apparently ricocheted off the ceiling and hit a 17-year-old in the neck. <gasps> what not there, to do. There was a...
6: There was a um, hey, there you a,
3: keep your gun. The gun's great. Retic-
6: there, there was a... I, I don't think it was the onion. It was another... Satirical sight, and it, it in a in a bizarre way, it was hysterically funny because it had Wayne Lapierre making a statement that actually, what the school needs is our two teachers, the, the teachers that that is designated to. Do the firing and then the second teacher to back up the first teacher in case the first teacher misfires. So you actually need two teachers with a gun, the back up and and now this story comes out and it's like, oh, you know, how how close to reality does this kind of satire have to get? It's just Every
3: time they have a school shooting or some kind of big shooting in the States, the onion, which we all love the onion, yes posted the same article that says, you know, we could never see we could never have predicted this coming. as only nation in the world where this kind of stuff happens. I know, right? You know, it yes, every it time, is
5: literally the only nation in but, the world. The I
6: only mean, it's nation, getting kind of a war torn nation. <laughs> nation. Yeah, exactly. It, it's getting harder and harder to tell which sites are satire because reality exactly. has has gone beyond. It's, it's so gone, crazy, b- but beyond
3: the norm. It's, just, it's so crazy that you look at is, a satire article and you say, "This might just be crazy enough for it to be real." Exactly. And I was it's like, it's amazing. If
1: it, you know, it's, if it's bad. in the
6: States, you, you, there's a probability that it could it could be re- 50-50, reality yeah. or satire.
5: It's pretty bad when people from war-torn nations in Africa that are the most dangerous places in the world to live go one day in Chicago or Detroit and then go back home thinking, wow, I'm safer here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm safer back home, right?
3: Yeah. Exactly. And in sad news, I really want to talk about this, of course, is badass Stephen Hawking is dead Uh, he died on Pi Day
4: hell
6: yeah and it's also the birthday of
3: Einstein how badass are you he
6: (laughs) he he probably it's almost (laughs) like it was ordained
3: (laughs) yeah he was born in 1942 on January 8th and he passed on uh, March 14th there um what can you say about Stephen Hawking? His you could say brilliant. a lot. You could say a lot. His yeah. life was pretty much an brilliant. example, and, and and the man. Yeah, exactly. Probably, obviously, the probably the smartest man of our of, of our time. Because uh, I don't think we can actually count Einstein as part of our time. Well, Nancy, of course, you've been through like several well, times. That's
1: true.
5: Nancy's,
6: but <laughs> he's he's way <laughs> up there. Yeah, yeah. He's Do you think he there.
5: was as smart as Newton? Oh, Nancy taught Newton. That's taught. what I'm saying. I'm, I'm looking at Nancy like it's,
6: no. I, I, well, the times are different. Culture is different. You know, it's all you have to, to have to judge each each one in the in the. At least that's how I look at it. Since I've been here for so many eons, so you, you judge each in the time. Spent. I, I totally yeah. understand that. So eons, you know, it's hard. Oh no, They're both. There's just. Um, you know they both were outstanding in their in their own way and contributed to the the scientific knowledge of their time it
3: 's going to be recognized as an era, the age of nancy it's going that's, to be recognized
6: that's
1: true. <laughs> uh,
3: you know um I, I there's a lot of sympathy out there, and you know a lot of people are happy to have met him and proud and all that and there was also a lot of hate on social media i don 't know if you guys yes. noticed that but my god I mean, that's unbelievable I, absolutely and you know I mean, and theist of course you know uh, people that you know talk about Hawkins burning in hell of course and you know, and you're thinking oh yeah really you think you think Billy Graham's in heaven but Hawkins burning <laughs> in hell come on give me a break here well uh, the thing
4: is if, if their religion all that you need to do to get to heaven is like accept their Jesus then, then they might actually be like oh yeah no of course this horrible person who accepted Jesus is in heaven but this person who contributed to the world and society so much but you know they didn't believe this one thing so yeah. they're burning for it in hell there's al-
3: there's already been posts of people saying he had a deathbed conversion blah 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 it's, it's all lies of course <laughs> and I know I, saw, I know some people are gonna say Kev you know a couple of weeks ago when Billy Graham died you weren't really all that pleasant to the man you're right I wasn't uh, I even played the music hallelujah on <laughs> the, oh uh, the end of it but you know what there's a huge difference one of them was actually actively preaching hate and the other man was trying to understand the universe. There's no comparison as to who's a per- better person here. Graham was nothing. He's a man, he's a man that had incredible power. He had the, the ear of several presidents. He could have used that power to change the world drastically for the better. He chose yep. not to. He chose to enrich yep. himself instead. He That's chose to right. bash yeah. Jews, bash gays. He chose to, you know, to create hate. This, is, this was not a good man. Like it or not, I don't care how, much he, how charismatic he was with his little outfit, it didn't matter. Hawken, with an ALS, affected so young in life that I think most of us would have just given up. But he kept on going until he became one of the most brilliant minds of our time. You really gonna compare him to a guy like Billy Graham? I don't think so. I'm sorry. It's just ridiculous. I've got a little clip here, if you guys want to hear one last time Stephen Hawking uh, talk about uh, uh, his life. So let's play this, is about uh, almost three minutes. Let's listen to this.
2: Became clear something was not quite right with me. I fell over and had great difficulty getting up again. My mother realized something was wrong and took me to the doctor. I spent weeks in Bart's hospital and had many tests. They never actually told me what was wrong but I guessed enough to know it was pretty bad. In fact, the doctor who diagnosed me washed his hands of me, and I never saw him again. He felt that there was nothing that could be done. At first I became depressed. I seemed to be getting worse pretty rapidly. There didn't seem any point working on my PhD because I didn't know if I would live long enough to finish it. I had come to Cambridge to do cosmology, and cosmology I was determined to do. Then the condition developed more slowly, and I began to make progress in my work. After my expectations had been reduced to zero, every new day became a bonus, and I began to appreciate everything I did have. And there was also a young woman called Jane, whom I had met at a party. Getting engaged lifted my spirits, and I realized, while there's life, there is hope. There are many ambitious experiments planned for the future. We will map the positions of billions of galaxies, and we will better understand our place in the universe. But we must also continue to go into space, for the future of humanity. I don't think we will survive another thousand years without escaping beyond our fragile planet. It has been a glorious time to be alive, doing research in theoretical physics. The fact that we humans, who are ourselves mere collections of fundamental particles of nature, have been able to come this close to an understanding of the laws governing us and our universe, is a great triumph and I'm happy if I have made a small contribution. I want to share my excitement and enthusiasm about this quest. So remember to look up at the stars and not down at your feet. Try to make sense of what you see, and wonder about what makes the universe exist. Be curious. And however difficult life may seem, there is always something you can do and succeed at. It matters that you don't just give up. While well, there's life, there is hope.
3: Thank you, Dr. Hawking,
6: the, Professor Hawking. I guess, in, I guess in our time, I would say, now you, you, you prob- might have other um, people in mind, but to me, the three that stand out the, the most are uh, Carl Sagan mm-hmm. and um, Hawkins and Neil deGrasse Tyson.
5: Yes.
1: Yeah.
6: But you can add to that or whatever. Wh- but those, to me, are the the, the ones who are fabulously talented and, and intellectually superior to to most of us. But all, not but, and all three of them had the wonderful ability to be able to
1: Tell a uh, ignite story.
6: a spark in, in yeah. the regular They're people. They They're storytellers. They projected hope as well. They, yeah, they, they yeah. really wanted others to experience the same yeah. curiosity and joy yeah. that, that they did, which made them you know, extremely outstanding. Now,
3: are you, are you are, Is any theist out there going to seriously look, at, look in the eye of somebody that, that just listened to a speech like that and say, oh yeah, Billy Graham did just, just as good stuff no i'm sorry no no he did not i'm sorry this was a great loss for humanity. hawking
5: spoke like uh carl sagan yeah i mean you heard the same elements in the speech as you heard the same ideas the man the man was humble although he was a a freaking
3: genius you know and he he was doing this by simply moving a muscle in his cheek for christ's sake at the end there right i mean i i don't know there's no in my mind there's no no comparison. comparison none so uh uh, Professor Hawking you will and, be
5: sorely missed and you're right Nancy you see the same thing from Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah he's got that tells. same attitude of of look you can try you can do humanity can do these things but we have to we have to try
3: yeah, yeah. instead of waving right. the flag of oh no yeah. you're a miserable wretch because you're you're human and God's gonna punish you and send you to hell fuck off <laughs> anyway i'm gonna move to the legal story i can hear it. <laughs> one, one I, of
6: these one of these days you're really gonna learn to just speak out and you're you know without being shy retiring I'm about get what you, you, you know, believe. remember
5: those those bozo uh, blow-up dolls yeah i'm gonna yeah. get you one of those jesus christ ones oh, oh. Just sit there and punch it all day long no, knock see, it over no, and it I, keeps coming back i don't have, knock it over I don't again. have anything against
3: jesus I, I do, he I never d- existed. Well, yeah, okay, but, I mean, I, I, the, the, even if he did exist, even the character, you know, I don't really have anything against him. It's what people are doing in his name that bothers me. You know, all the, all the, all the misery that's created because of this, 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 not because of him, but because of what he supposedly represents. Anyway, that's another... Topic altogether. Hey, Nancy, you got a top ten for
6: us? Oh back back to reality. Back to I reality. do. I do. Okay. This is a very practical, down to earth top ten. This is the best used cars.
3: Okay. Very
1: Good.
6: Okay, now this is in no particular order because each car, you know, is in a a separate class and so forth. So if you're looking for a used car, these are the ones that are on the lot that you really want to give a second look to. Okay? Um, The first one would be the Pontiac Vibe. Years 2005 to 2008. And we all know that the Pontiac Vibe is really the... Toyota Matrix. Oh, okay. Really? Yes. Absolutely. It's a, it's the exact duplicate, clone, twin, whatever huh. it is. Yeah, it's the yeah. It, they are the, the same version. car. I had no
3: idea. That the GM, the exactly same. I had no idea GM had an, an affiliation yeah. with Toyota.
5: Yeah, it, there was. I don't know why there was something with the vibe and the Matrix that they they
6: yeah. So put the, the the vibe yeah. and the Matrix. Even though it doesn't mention the Matrix, you could put the the Matrix and the and the vibe. In there So it's a good mid yeah.
5: They shared the body Yeah And uh, They shared a lot of the technology Between yeah. them Yeah
6: They did They did So, So that's a good one um, Anybody So obviously you guys Have never had one So I, uh, My mom almost bought one A friend yeah. of, a friend
5: of mine Has the Vibe
6: Yeah Say It's a pretty good Reliable when I get a car. Vibe yeah, it's, it's something else yeah. I had I had the, I had a pretty a, good car Yeah I had a Matrix And it was a really yeah. nice car Okay The next one Is a Volkswagen Rabbit from 2007 to 2009, good reliable car. Anybody ever have one? No, not, I, I not know that the late. old rabbit. Yeah, the
5: old
3: rabbits. <laughs> the were old, old rabbits were intense. Rabbits. Oh, About yeah. the size yeah. of my Tens coffee table. Cars. Yeah.
6: Yeah. No, they were. They were great. Um, the Acura MDX yes. from 2005 to 2006. Man, those are those That's are going back. Tight. I don't know whether the the Acuras th- that are. Later than that, or also? I
3: remember the older Accuras. Yeah, the Acura Integra was also a very good car.
6: Yeah. Okay. The Mazda three, and those yes. are two thousand and eight. Those are, those are not supposed to be really wow, nice. Wow! Like
4: the, the the middle to late two
6: thousands were some good years. of Yeah. Me. Toyota Highlander V6, 2005 to 2007. So these are economical cars and and good cars to look at. The Honda Accord, Honda Accord's
5: always been a nice car.
6: Nice
3: Mm -hmm. car, yeah. Yeah. Am I the only one to realize that, you know, the old Accord is now the new Civic? The Civic was always a subcompact car, but yeah. if you look yeah. at the Civic now, it's a sedan.
1: Yeah, it's it almost like is. they
3: switched the name because the Civic name was so popular, and they kind of pushed yeah. you to buying the more
5: expensive yeah, sedan re- model I, instead of the subcompact. I remember thing. when the Civic was; um, it started off as a hatchback, and then they had a four-door sedan That's what my back mom in has. the early '80s. Little yep. hatchback, and then the Civic went to um, a hatchback. It was like a fastback hatchback. Yep. It was the, the traditional hatchback yeah. of the eight, late '80s, '90s. And then... And then yeah, the Civics turned into like this big car. It's, now it's huge, a big now. car now compared to what
6: it's, you. Yeah, see. the Civics. I think the Civics were the car of choice for university students for a long time. But he had a little Civic. they were zillions of I just
3: suspect that. I think this is only my opinion. I think that uh, Honda basically said, you know, the name Civic really catches on. We'll just name the Accord the Civic from now on. Make <laughs> I the Accord gotta give it. Those disappear.
2: little Civics are like very maneuverable. Yeah. Oh, like, they were Now, fast. now the sub- subcompact
3: fast, for course. Honda is called the uh, the Fit. I think it's, it's, yeah, it's, the fit. yeah, the
6: yeah. fit. Yeah. It's supposed so, to be a, a good car.
5: You just bamboozle you to buy a bigger car. That's what it is.
6: Yeah. <laughs> well, I
5: I just bought a Sentra and it used to be a compact car. Now it's a mid size. Yeah. It's a mid size sedan. Okay.
6: Two then more to then, go then, here. The Toyota Camry from two thousand ten to two thousand twelve. Supposed to be a yeah. Mm-hmm. Toyota Camry, got Camry's themselves a nice in car. trouble. What year was it that Toyota really got themselves in? Well, in trouble? Well, they're still
5: having trouble. They're uh, still having airbags. Mm. They're having a lot of problems mm. with airbags.
6: Airbags. Yeah. What they? What was the big scandal? I, I knew
5: they. We can't even remember
6: that. Was, was remember.
5: the Volkswagen one? Yeah. Yeah. Toyota had a so big scandal three or You're four right.
6: years ago. They they really. It, it, was something was it? Was it a defective part or a defective something
5: that they didn't call back?
6: Yes, yeah. they, they came back. The last car on the list of best used cars is the Lexus ES two thousand seven two thousand eight. It's a bit more luxurious now. There.
5: Lexus, Lexus. Who's Lex- that? Which which? It's Lexus brand? is a brand. No, no. Yeah. But which brand does it come from? Lexus isn't a brand on its own. It's like it's like Cadillac is to GM.
3: Uh that's a good question. I'm not sure. I think it's also in the
5: Toyota. Uh, is it in Toyota? Yeah, I think, I think Lexus is. is the yeah, high end Toyota think so, yeah. because like. Infinity is uh, Nissan, yeah. right? Yeah, and so Toyotas and Buicks are GM. So
6: a number of Toyotas on on this list, not. Not so many Hondas, but, but more Toyotas, even mm, though I'm Toyota no. came back. It, I don't know what it was. It was an airbag, something.
5: Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, there was a problem, something. and they tried to suppress it. And yeah, stuff.
6: It, that was the main thing. They tried to suppress it, and then they had to recall 82 zillion cars, whatever yeah. If you fo- If
3: you follow the history of cars a bit, you realize uh, something that while the American brands in the, in the 60s and 70s were concentrating on the big muscle cars, the Japanese were already perfecting the small yeah. engine. Yeah. So, when Toyota came out with all these small cars, they were leagues ahead of everything that we had in North America. Europe
5: always had small cars because the roads are smaller. Yeah, European roads were based on old, right? So, there was no good having a big North American car. If you did have a North American car, though, back in the 70s and 80s, if you had a big Chev or a big Buick or something, it was considered a luxury car in Europe.
6: Oh, of course. Yeah, they they, it,
5: they were sought after by rich people because because it was a status symbol, right?
6: And one of the most popular cars during that time was the Dodge Dart.
5: Oh, in mm. the seventies. In the
6: seventies, And oh, that's yeah, it ended going into the eighties. Well, so we just turned this into good. the car yeah. show here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they're. I'm you know, surprised. They're a big I'm part surprised of our more life. North
5: American cars didn't make it on that on that list because uh gm and ford really did well through the through the uh, late 90s Uh into the 2000s gm and ford really improved their game Uh and it was only around 2008 when the big crash happened that the uh, dodge and gm got into trouble Mm -hmm. ford actually was still doing well because their quality never never went down yeah. They actually had high quality vehicles.
2: My grandpa has the F one hundred and fifty. I forget what year it is, but it's. I quite enjoy it.
3: No, yeah, I mean some, these trucks now. I, I mean I've got a brand new Dodge Ram, and I mean it's like riding a car. It's you don't you don't have that truck feeling to, to them anymore.
5: Now. Yeah, it's, that's there's definitely. Another, Mazda Mazda. A lot of people don't realize Mazda is teamed with Ford. Yes, yes, and they have been since the, the nineties.
3: And they're talking about bringing back the small pickups.
5: Remember the small pickups? Yeah, the little yeah. quarter tons. Everybody
3: loved those things. Well they were so useful. Yeah, ev- apparently nobody knew that. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Before we turn this into the car show, It's been a weird show already today. I love no, it.
6: but it's it's, re, it's really it's really funny when you when I'm looking to do the top ten, it, there there are so many different choices, and th- talking about cars on our show seems like it would be a strange thing to do. But everybody who listens to the show has a feeling about a car <laughs> one way or the other. Yep. Doesn't make any difference. It, it, it's theory.
3: very left and left of the valley at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> kind of All right, to the like left at Albuquerque. Exactly. Yeah. Let's get it. Our segment, a favorite segment. What would we call that favorite segment?
2: Another brilliant moment brought to you by religion. Dun,
3: dun, dun, I don't even dun, need to do this dun, anymore. Dun, dun, dun.
2: <laughs> I think I All just right. found a new job. <laughs> with
3: it. You know what? Actually, we should do a show one day to have one of you guys take over the console. No. Why not?
4: Um, I break Why electronic do I, devices. Why? Well, we we'll start with you in
3: the in <laughs> the plan here. There's... Well, just in case I don't know something happens to me one day, somebody you guys can keep on going with the show. Anyway, um. This year, earlier this year, extremist anti-LGBTQ pastor Kevin Swanson. <laughs> remember that guy? Such a nice name. Yeah, too. Yeah, he's the guy that sounds like a meal for a dollar. Uh, he voices disgust over the existence of the film *The Shape of Water*, uh, movie Seriously? that's been yes, the, the one what?
4: <laughs> yes, because there's a water man in it.
3: <laughs> yes, he f- he's f- he's fuming that it represents quote the end of civilizations as we know it what? because it promoted cross cross-species mating in Direct in the Bible. He
4: understands <laughs> that it's a work of fiction, right? You
3: well, know, hey, he's the same guy who was saying, you know, the uh, the whole movie Frozen was really bad for our kids oh because gosh. of two women were in it. <laughs> so, now that the film has won Oscars for Best Picture and Best Director, Swanson has returned to warn that God may destroy America because of it. Uh-huh. Quote, <laughs> The Academy Award ceremonies that that happened a couple weeks ago, uh, or was it last week, provide the best film and best director Oscar to a violation of the worst possible sexual sin mentioned in Leviticus chapter 18. Oh my god, no, not Leviticus. Somebody help us.
5: Somebody read that for me. I don't know it.
4: (laughs) It's long and boring.
5: Leviticus or just, I'm talking about 18. 18.
1: uh,
3: whichever part of it is all boring. <laughs> Quote, maybe I'll just leave it there. I don't want to defile the ears of my listeners, but this was another milestone in the moral degradation of Hollywood and the nation itself.
1: Good
5: lord, they voted Trump in for crying out loud. How much worse can it get?
6: Uh, please don't say that. Yeah. Um, I had to ask. Please retract. Retract.
4: Everybody look at their Twitter account. Has <laughs> nuclear war started
6: yet?
3: So said says, quote, God says, be careful, I might just bring this to you if you violate my laws of the level of egregiousness egregiousness contained in the moral commands in Leviticus 18. Swanson declared, It is these abominable practices that are being committed in this nation today and glorified to the highest echelon of the nation.
6: This wow. is what this is what happens I when you give free is. speech to everybody. So those kids that died in yeah.
5: that high school in the end in, was that Florida?
3: That's not as ones, important
5: as fish. No, fucking. no, but but it's just but not those kids that died. They deserved it because God willed it. That bridge that just collapsed in Florida? Florida must have done something to piss God off yeah. because that's yeah. what it is, man. Those people deserve to die.
3: That's just like the church. Jesus yeah. said them. So. They're more worried <laughs> about people fucking fish. Otherwise, who else would? You, you know, if you don't. Be, <laughs> It's a joke. If 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 people are worried about people fucking fish, otherwise, what else would Jesus multiply? Right? If he's not multiplying <laughs> the fishes.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Moving on. Has, has anybody on. ever
5: died from fucking a fish? Well, that can't be done. I don't even think you could. <laughs> but has anybody <laughs> ever died movie. from it?
2: That's a mental picture everyone wants right now, Scott. I,
5: I, not that I would. <laughs> but has
1: anybody ever done? Di- Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs>
3: So, a pastor in Louisiana who erected the third largest cross in America and his church is being held at the Bossier Maximum Security Facility after being arrested on metham, um, methamphetamine. methamphetamine charges. The uh, Shreveport Report uh, Times uh, reported Friday. Andy C. Harris, 56, was the senior pastor of the Church of the Cross and Assembly of God congregation where Harris had preached since 1996.
4: Wait, the church itself was called the Church of the Cross?
3: Well, I guess he was a Methodist. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so, so because he erected a large phallic object, <laughs> I don't know if it was phallic. It's just well, a it cross. was a cross. I mean, it was on math. <laughs> And so, it was high on meth doing it, so it's it's methamphetamines now is the new way to get closer to God. I maybe, guess, so. maybe I don't
3: know. We'll have to ask him. Church officials confirm Harris resigned and deleted online references to Harris of the church website and social media accounts. The former pastor has been living in a 3,500 square foot home, according to property records. It was his home that Bozier Parish Sheriff Office detectives allegedly discovered 3.4 grams of meth, along with smoking and snorting paraphernalia.
5: Snorting paraphernalia—that's uh, pretty neat. Yeah. I, I've never heard of such things. The
3: cross—the cross, the cross he, uh, he erected was apparently a 199 foot tall cross that was erected on church
5: property. Um, 99 foot.
1: That's Where's that
5: in the Bible? It's, I don't know.
1: It's only shorter than the one. in How many Christi? cubits
4: is
5: that? What's that? How many cubits is
3: that? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think a cubit was about the size of a foot, wasn't
4: it? Ian? I have no idea.
3: Uh, I thought it was no, 18 inches. The one okay. in Corpus Christi was 210 feet, and in St. Augustine,
5: Florida, it 208
2: feet. Holy... So.
4: <laughs> do people have better things to do with their
6: wood?
5: Well, don't they have better things to do with their time? I mean, imagine all the energy and effort that went into building those crosses, what it could have done for the homeless people.
1: Yeah.
6: But a or, of or people who are
5: sick in the hospital. That is not the Methodist way.
6: No, it isn't.
4: It's just I wanna be the best person. I want the biggest cross. <laughs> oh, I mean
6: you want my cross
5: to... is bigger than your cross. <laughs>
6: <laughs> it's like gonna go up your nose or to the homeless people. There's no you know. Hey
5: Kevin. Yeah my yeah. cross is bigger than your cross. <laughs> <laughs> Only by a couple of feet. <laughs> Inches, man. Inches.
3: <laughs> Mere inches. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for this. So uh, let's take a break right now, and when we come back, we'll be talking to uh, Christopher DiCarlo.
6: And oh. just in time. Just in time.
3: The show is going off the rail fast. I need some semblance
5: of, uh, I need to crack the whip
3: I, the I
6: don't think we have rails anymore. <laughs> we used to have rails. But I, I know what we need. We, just...
5: we need religion, man. <laughs> All right, that'll bring us back in line. Stay with us. Oh,
0: I'm sure it would. If your skepticism is socially conscious and doesn't take itself too seriously, you might like life, the universe, and
2: everything else.
4: People like Ray Comfort are fond of saying, what use is half a wing, right?
0: Have you ever seen a f***ing penguin? (laughs) Life, the universe, and everything else. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and pretty much anywhere else. I don't know, Zoom? Is that still a thing?
3: Three, two, one. Hi, I'm the Supreme Irreverend Dr. Randy Tyson from the Legion of Reason Diversion. Join me and my co-hosts, Christine Shelska, Twyla, and Nate Phelps, as we explore issues at the intersection of atheism, humanism, and skepticism. Topics range from alternative medicine to the interference of religion in public policy. We often have special guests to help us understand the topic du jour. Previous guests include biologist Jerry Coyne, ex-Muslim author Ali Rizvi, philosopher Peter Bogosian, and the late physicist Victor Stanger. You can watch us on the Legion of Reason YouTube channel or subscribe to the audio version through your favorite podcatchers such as iTunes or Stitcher. And don't forget to like the Legion of Reason Facebook page. mine line is our old friend Christopher DiCarlo, professor in o- Ontario and also the author of How to Be a Really Good Pain in the Ass. I love that title. <laughs> Christopher, welcome back to the Fraser Valley.
0: Thank you. Pleasure to be here.
3: Now, uh, Christopher, just to set up here, I, I wanted you to bring it to come back on today because uh, last you and I spoke, we was at a convention at a Imagine No Religion, and we mm-hmm. spoke about uh, some of the things you've been going through as an atheist, as an outspoken atheist, and out there, and you've been facing a lot of. Um discrimination i guess and i just wanted to show the public that this is not just a problem that happens in the states it also happens in canada so would you be so kind of let's start with maybe giving a short bio introduction of who christopher DiCarlo carlo is and then we'll go on to what you've been going through
0: sure so um i'm a doctor of philosophy I, i teach sometimes at the university of toronto uh i've uh been trying to get tenure for a very long time to no avail. <laughs> I write a lot about critical thinking and uh, cognitive evolution. I'm very much interested in how the transition occurred over um, millions of years of human evolution for the you know brain to get to the state it's it's at right now, and what makes us think the way we do.
3: That's a fascinating subject in itself. I mean, uh, it's certainly certainly. Uh, I have some great points. I'm assuming on things like uh, uh, the morality landscape, or if we have free will, or stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, yeah. In fact, my next book is devoted to that subject.
4: Oh, fantastic. Oh.
3: Can, can you can you give us a maybe a tiny glimpse without giving <laughs> us too much?
0: Well, it's it's tentatively uh, tentatively entitled "Flying Without a Pilot." So, Ooh. the the idea is basically to try to consider, you know, the notion of um, you know, the ghost in the machine mm-hmm. concept, that whole dualistic notion, and what happens if there's uh, no ghost in the machine, there's just the machine, um, how are we going to deal with issues of crime and mental health and that sort of thing, if there happens to be no free will? I don't think the world's ready to know that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think it would scare I personally, I think it's the number one fear in the humanities and social sciences right now in academia. So I want to just basically take it to its what's called its logical entailment. Let, let's assume, for the sake of argument, there is no free will and hard determinism rules the day. Um, how do we treat people and how do we incarcerate them and punish them and... Yeah. You know, it's, it's a game changer, right? So Jerry Coyne and I have been talking about this for a long time. So.
3: Of course, Jerry Coyne, which we all love, and we're hoping to bring him back to discuss exactly that subject. I was discussing mm-hmm. that last night, right? It, it means huge things for our justice system. If all of a sudden we decide oh. that there is no free will, our entire justice system is predicated on the idea that you do have the free will to stop yourself from doing something horrible.
0: So, Yeah, I'm uh, theoretically, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking that the next speeding ticket i get i might try to fight in court based on that just to see what the judges oh, gosh. oh that'd be great that'd be fantastic that might get a headline or two you know so. <laughs> that'd be fantastic
5: I'm looking forward to seeing you in the news
0: yeah and maybe in jail <laughs> yeah
5: well yeah. no i wouldn't look forward to
3: no, that I'm you'll, you'll but I never get that tenure at that point <laughs> 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 so, Christopher, tell us about your story about what you and your wife have been facing. And you're you're in Toronto. You live in Toronto, right? Or in the suburbs? Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, outside of Toronto. Well, so.
3: oh, oh, you know, Guelph. I used to live in Milton. Oh well, there you go. So, so we're very we we're, we're, were kind of close in a way. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, not anymore. But <laughs> so, <laughs> tell, tell us what you guys have been going through and what you're facing
0: out there. Right. So, you know, over the the past years what uh what happened from about uh 2008 i guess on and uh, i i went to a conference and there were a number of things for sale at this conference that, that you could purchase and i thought they were kind of clever so you know obviously there's the darwin fish right and then there was a a bumper sticker a couple of bumper stickers i liked uh one was uh what Classrooms Need is a Moment of Science.
1: Oh, I, that I, love was cool.
0: it. Oh, I like that. I love Fairly it. clever. And then there was uh, Intelligent Design is Neither. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so I, I had some of these stickers uh, on the back of, uh, of our van, and it, it attracted a lot of attention, and so much attention that, uh, you know, our, our vehicle was repeatedly hit with things like uh, paintball. Oh, wow. Uh, eggs. Uh, at Halloween, it would be uh, pumpkins. How very yeah, um, Christian that awesome. lived, uh, was smashed twice. And when I tried to, uh, when I called the the police and reported it as a hate crime, he said, well, you, we have no evidence that this is a hate crime. And I said, "These are, these. aren't why are they happening? They, they don't seem to be just random. I don't live in, in a bad neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know. I don't. I don't see this. I mean, it's a busy street, where a lot of people walk by. But you know, and then on the on the other car, there was a bumper sticker that said, uh, "So it's the it's the Christian fish, but it's all decorated to to look like uh, computer circuitry."
4: Oh, that's so it's cool! Said,
0: and it said, "Jesus is Borg," and I thought.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, I'm a big Trek fan,
0: so uh, of Next Generation, I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah, totally. And and, and I thought, oh, that's 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 brilliant. Resistance well, is futile. Yeah, my uh, my wife was driving uh, one day with our son, and somebody cut her off uh, to the point of forcing her up on a curb.
1: Whoa! What?
0: Yeah, and then got out and said, you know, what is the f and meaning of that fish on the back of your car? Seriously, and she said to generate discussion. You know, that's a very good answer, actually. Yeah, awesome answer. answer, Not
4: not to cause car accidents. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's it's funny. It shows a diversity of opinions. You know, and and it's to help us thicken our skins about, you know, religion. You know. I don't know how what you guys think about religion in general, or, or just beliefs in general, but to me it really just comes down to this. Believe whatever you want, but if your beliefs generate actions that harm others, then we have to have a talk.
5: Yeah, yes, yeah, of course. We have to have a talk. Perfect.
0: Now, if you're a you know peace-loving Christian who's kind of like quasi-spiritual... And you're overall a decent person. You're not ramming that religion down people's throats. You don't want to change the law according to your religion. You're a good person. You know, that's really none of my business then, you know, what what you do. But if you're running my wife off the road, you know, using your vehicle as a a weapon, Mm -hmm. well, that's now, now that's serious. Now, you know, they've gone obviously too far. Um, That's and I think scary. the most dangerous episode was driving in that same van one night back uh, from London, Ontario, on the 401. And I coached basketball, and I had a, my sons and a couple of players and my wife in the van. And uh, we, we were just we weren't in the fast lane. We were just driving in the kind of center lane, and a, a vehicle came out very, very quickly behind us and uh, within inches of our back bumper and kept driving and nearly hitting us and driving and nearly hitting us with his high beams on. And then he swerved around us and drove up beside us and uh, waved his finger at us, and uh, he had this large wooden crucifix hanging from his rearview mirror that he showed us. How very Christian
1: (laughs) of him. How very
0: Christian, exactly. And so I gave him the peace symbol, and, of course... He he returned that with one less finger.
1: So,
0: <laughs> wow! But uh, you know, endangering our lives for the sake of Christianity, for the sake of a, a different viewpoint. So that's where, to me, beliefs are generating potential harm—very serious uh, potential harm. Now, you no know, Christopher, I
3: just just to be sure here. Now, mm-hmm? you, are you sure that people weren't attacking you
0: because you had a minivan?
3: Because that's almost reason enough for some people, right? If yeah. it's a Dodge minivan or something like that, it's like, oh, we got yeah. to run this guy
0: off the road. Oh, he could have been a Chevy. He could have been a Christian Chevy guy. Christian, you know, there we go. Jesus, Joe of a Chevy. Now <laughs> yeah, that is a counter hypothesis. <laughs> I did not consider that. But, uh, wow. Yeah. So it, again, uh, and the police can't, wouldn't say that's not a hate crime. That's not uh, that has nothing to do with, with who you are, but. You know, aside from those experiences, my experiences in academia were far worse.
3: I well, mean, yeah, I was about to say, you also you also faced a lot of pressure in academia in your work.
0: Oh, I lost several major jobs because of um, uh, essentially being a free thinker. So, you know, the one at Laurier was, uh, because I wrote in 2005, I wrote, we are all African on the board, and I said, if evolutionary theory is correct, and I believe it is, then it follows that no matter who you are, no matter what your ethnicity is, or skin color, or any factor, all of us share a common ancestry. And one student challenged this because she was she was an Aboriginal student, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I said, "Oh, I, I get I get why why you you wouldn't accept that." She said, N- "Not only me, but my people wouldn't accept what you're saying." And I said, "No, I understand. I've, I've studied Aboriginal mythology. I've written at length." about the many different types of myths that the different bands and tribes have had over the years. And then she stopped me and said, yeah, but who's right? Science. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, not your people. Uh, and uh, if you're quiet enough, you could hear my tenure going away. <laughs> it, was, it
5: was running from you, was it?
0: It was just l- <clears throat> racing away from me at that point. But I said, you know what, let's... Use this as a teachable moment. Let's get together. Bring can you bring in some elders from Six Nations? I'll bring in some scientists, my colleagues. And we'll we'll demonstrate what happens when we have intelligent discussions about basically cultural conflicts here where science meet meets culture. Mm-hmm. And and we can use this as an interesting forum for dialogue, discussion, and debate. So the class uh, exploded in, in in applause, thinking, this is this is excellent. There was a critical thinking course. This is yeah. exactly what we should be doing. Uh, but she teamed up with a couple of uh, fundamentalist Christians. Oh. They wrote letters to the dean. The dean sent me a registered letter saying, Knock it off. And basically, the position for which I was had applied for and had to be shortlisted and interviewed for a tenure track position. Uh, suddenly was withdrawn.
5: That's amazing. So, That's amazing that a critical thinking course could have religion subvert yes, the yes. intent of the, uh, of the discussion. And in
3: and, and 2005, you said? With authority, no less.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's so, amazing. You know, it's it's... I saw the writing on the wall. You know, you see Jordan Peterson and people like that today. I was living it, you know, years ago at the very same university. Wow. And so students are clients. You don't wanna anger the clients, you know yeah. what I mean? You don't you don't wanna rock the boat too much. But But students can would. be
5: wrong. <laughs> yes.
0: What's what's the pro that's
5: the whole point of going to a university? To experience the different yeah but I, I don't I, understand. It's because right
3: now university has become a bi- it's a business model now. It's no longer just teaching a, uh, academia. It's 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 a business model. But That's if why.
5: I only teach to what their beliefs are, then I'm not teaching them anything.
3: Yeah, I know. Oh, I, I You're
0: understand. an echo chamber, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah. well, was that was that it Did he keep uh, keep on going after that?
0: So yeah, then uh went to the union, we sued and we won. So there was a settlement, but You think they're going to hire me after that? Yeah.
5: Yeah.
0: Then I I got headhunted to another university, and things seemed to be chugging along pretty well. Um, But after six years, the tenure still wasn't coming. There was promise of tenure, and basically, I was uh, I was given my walking papers. uh, Basically, them saying, "Well, looks like your contract's up. There's uh, nothing left for you to do here." And this was after. I had won the teaching award for that university, and a, and a provincial award on, on TV Ontario's Big Ideas. I won best lecturer of the year or something on, wow. on that. So I, it, it wasn't for um, incompetence or or anything else. And and what had happened was essentially we found out there was you know a singular person who was the one who was who was doing all the. Uh, all essentially the blocking and and this person um a christian and pretty amazing he told me you know in certain terms that he felt there's a universe uh that was guided by a power that there's a power and he said i know you don't believe in these types of powers but i do and you know maybe that power just doesn't want you teaching
1: here
3: holy moly these these are the stories we hear you know, in we do know segments that we hear, like in Alabama, and we hear in you know yeah. these places, and you think this would never happen here. Oh, well, you're in <clears throat> Toronto for Christ's sake, the center of the universe. Everybody knows that, and yet
5: we'll get over it.
0: <laughs> these are publicly funded universities. This isn't a this isn't Liberty University. Exactly,
6: exactly. I mean, this is like a story out of the 1400s. Yeah. You know, just you know, substitute the word. Which you know for yeah. you know someone Philosophy doesn't programs, believe, you yeah. know for the higher power and it's just yeah, it's it's Absolutely stunning amazing. you know that it could be well it's not stunning it happened to you but it's just revolting really.
0: And when you sue, oh, I went to Human Rights Tribunal of Ontario, mm-hmm. and it was also a civil suit wrongful dismissal. Yes. This is as much as I can tell you about it. Obviously, there's of a gag order. I can't mention specifics. And that's fine. I agreed to it. And uh, they dragged that case out for two years. My wife and I, there was no union to support me at that point. We had to go into serious debt, of which we are still in. And the debt jet just keeps keeps building because you sue two universities you're never getting tenure, yeah. right? Because you're blacklisted. So they stretched it out for two years. They would not. They would not settle, and we went to trial. They showed up with their five lawyers. I showed up with my one person uh, from my human rights lawyer, and the judge said, "So, okay, since you're not willing to settle, uh, I guess we'll go to trial." And their lawyer, their head lawyer, stubbed and said, "Oh, who said we wouldn't settle? We'll settle right now." So they, they knew what they were going to do all along. They're they just, trying, just wanted to wear me down. Yeah, just trying to drag you financially as much as possible. And I don't know if you've been involved. If any of you have been involved in court cases or whatnot, they're, they're destructive things. They're, they they tear away at your um, at your moral fiber. They you know they they do really horrible things to your character, and uh, you, you just feel. My my faith in humanity Has gone down so much You know Just because They uh, They're supposed to be An institution of higher rank yes. you know, And they should favor Critical thinking And they should favor yes. you know, Proper um, Proper teaching Of uh, responsible teaching And responsible, they don't yeah. And so I just get so so discouraged, and believe it or not, the same thing's happening to me right now. No, <laughs> oh, no, come on, a University of Toronto. So I don't know if I should give Jordan Peterson a call or not, but <laughs> that's that's it's the that's same amazing. Pattern, the exact same pattern is happening again, and um, uh, what happens is you go to a university, you start teaching, students find what find what you're saying. Um, interesting and compelling and it puts one or two people's noses out of joint and then, you know what I mean, then they make your life very, very difficult, and it's unfortunate.
6: I mean, it's against Again. all—it's against all the principles of why you go to a university yeah. and why you teach at university to begin with, and it's—it's it's mm-hmm. a perversion of what they state your the, the goals, the intellectual oh. yes. goals are. It's—I mean, it's—it's it's mean-spiritedness taken to you know whole new whole new level. It's it just—it's—it's it's amazing it that the university itself isn't. Uh, um, censured in some way or taken to task or you know had their um their their accreditation questioned in in some way for for not allowing you to teach and the for the reason that they hired you in the first place i know.
0: know yeah the irony right it's so thick right it's you cut it with a knife. scary
3: but but i think i think it goes back to what we were saying at first there uh, university, it's no longer just a school to learn things. It's, it's a business model now. So, as as long as we, the the buck rules at the university and yeah. the, the student is the customer, that kind of stuff is going to keep happening.
6: I know, I think Peter Boghossian has <clears throat> written about and gotten into trouble himself, oh, yeah. so, yeah. you know, many times for the same things that are happening at uh, in Portland.
3: Yeah. Christopher, you're, you're
0: quite familiar with Peter Boghossian, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. We've spoken together at the... Uh... At the same, uh, at the same conferences, for sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh
3: yeah, Peter and I know each other. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So you ever ever think of maybe moving out west? <laughs> you know, since Toronto's giving you such <laughs>
5: trouble. Well, I, yeah, I, I find it amazing that universities would be giving this kind of trouble. I work for, I work for a place where we tried to bring up. I'm I'm in safety, and we tried mm. to bring up uh, my my mentor, my manager tried to bring into. Our policies the four pillars of safety and one of those in the way that it was taught is the spirit and the vice president in charge of HR looked right at him and said get that out of my workplace now that does not but we are an engineering firm we do not have uh, any mention of religion or God or Mm. that that doesn't belong here and yet in the same in the same voice the vice president provided a prayer room for the Muslim people because Ah. you're stepping on their rights if you don't provide some form of of place for them to practice their uh what's required from their beliefs so there's a balance that can be struck there we wouldn't have it in any of our policies but we will support their beliefs in not their beliefs but their their
3: right to to believe yeah
5: the, the right to believe right and and i find that this what I'm hearing from you about universities is just sickening it's It makes me sick to my stomach.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Hey, I could just imagine Randy Tyson talking about it now about the regressive left. You have a few things to say about Christopher's sorry for sure. We'll have to pass <laughs> you on to Randy Tyson there Christopher
0: yes, please do yeah so
3: so uh, do you, do you feel that maybe you're you're philosophy professor uh, do you, when you look at the future of rights and the, uh, how people would um, will challenge these rights? Uh, do you feel that maybe we need to come to a system where maybe some rights need to supersede others, like on a scale? You know, these rights, are, because right now, as far as the law is concerned, all the rights are important, but mm. some rights need to be a bit higher than others. I,
0: th- I feel, anyway. Yeah, I mean that's that's a very good point. What, how much higher is the right for a an education than the right not to be offended? That's right. right. Simply because it. Doesn't happen to cater to your particular worldview. To me, yeah, but, you know, and it really comes down to uh, professors are supposed to be the ones who work very hard at accumulating information in a reliable manner so that what they pass on to their students is the most what's called epistemically responsible thing they can do. Oh, wow. And when they fail to do that, they're failing this themselves, they're failing their discipline, and especially they're failing their students. So they're not getting the type of education they should be getting. And so I've been swimming against the tide for a long time. And don't forget, I'm only giving you a few stories. There's all kinds of internal stuff that's gone on because of political ideology, ideological differences and that sort of thing. I've literally had you know, uh, colleagues of mine in sociology and criminology wave their hand in my face saying, I don't do that evolutionary thing.
3: As oh, you've got to go into detail on this. You've got to listen to this. We've got to tell this. I mean, especially so, after Hawking
0: died this week and all that. You, well, <laughs> so, at one university I was teaching at, um, I, w- I was actually brought in to be the, the philosopher person for three different faculties, science, health sciences, and criminology, and to set up their critical thinking and ethics Programs. Okay, fine. So I did that. But while I was in the criminology faculty, I said, "What? What's, uh, what kind of criminology do you guys do?" And she said, "Critical criminology." I said, "Critical criminology. What's that?" You know, this is two thousand four. Uh-huh. Oh, critical criminology is a Marxist-Leninist view, uh, a Marxist-feminist view of crime.
1: What? What?
0: <laughs> I said, a Marxist feminist view of crime, which means what? Well, you know. I said, I don't think I do. I, I could <laughs> maybe imagine, but, but tell me. And she said, well, you know, it's politics and it's the patriarchy that is responsible for crime.
1: Wait,
4: so this, this professor was blaming all crime on, men? on one thing?
0: Two things, uh, politics yeah. and, and the patriarchy.
4: Wow, that that's a critical so look at
0: and The society. world, and and wow. I said, it. I said, those. I'm sure those could be mm-hmm. aspects of that would contribute to crime. Sure, you know, maybe if we did live in a different world where we were truly socialist and everybody got even slices of the pie, there might be less crime. But to echo Edward O. Wilson, communism, great theory, wrong species. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Right? So it works with bees. It works with ants. It it works with a lot of different types of species. But humans, I don't know if we're there yet. I don't know if we've gotten to a point where everybody just wants to kind of climb on board with that particular political model. Mm -hmm. And so I said, so maybe you're right, but shouldn't you also look at crime... From other points of view, you know, shouldn't we look at, you know, economic factors? Shouldn't we look at biological factors? And she said, biological, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, uh, evolutionary factors that might contribute um, to the cognitive development of a human being, Mm -hmm. you know? And so instead of isolating two aspects of the pie we look at many, many what I call relational systemics, or you look at a lot of different factors from, you know, education to economics to religion to biology and, you know, just as many factors as possible to try to understand crime so we can more fairly treat those who are victims of it and and also try to consider why uh, perpetrators would do this sort of activity. And that's when she waved her hand in my face and said, well, I don't do that evolutionary thing, and I said, "How can you not?" Yes, yes. That evolutionary thing. We didn't just pop into existence, you know, ex nihilo, out of nothing. So you almost have to. In fact, I would say you're being irresponsible if you don't consider some of those uh, factors. And so that immediately got me in the bad books with within that that faculty because. Oh. I was not one of them. Well, and they hired every person who believed in that particular ideology. Rude. Every person was a critical wow.
4: criminologist.
0: I mean,
3: it's, it's, it's... I
4: feel sorry for the students.
3: Well, yeah, it's exactly it, yeah, right? The students are the I ones know. paying for this. Anyway. I
5: feel sorry for the system that these people are feeding. Yeah. it's Because it's dysfunctional at best. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. I
3: mean, I mean I'm that
6: sure. amount of closed-mindedness in a university that you actually have to fight against and you're the one who's the outsider and <laughs> they're the ones who are being accepted, it's absolutely perverse. It's it, a, 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 a just like something out of a Kafka novel somewhere. somewhere.
3: Yeah, this
0: level of tribalism oh, no. is not what you expect in a university. Uh, yeah. In the Canadian university of all the Yeah. All and everybody's freaking out over this Jordan Peterson thing. I've been watching it. We've been, I've been watching this for years. I've been watching it since the 90s. We've been watching this happen. And, and they just keep hiring their friends. Like, if you want the truth, I'll tell you the truth. That's what happens in universities. If there's an open position, they just hire more like-minded buddies. Guys like me are never going to get hired because I don't fit in. I'm, I'm not... I'm not one of their ideologues that happens to go along with that particular brand or trend of academic uh, flavor of the month.
6: Okay, so Christopher, here's the big question. What keeps you going? In the face of like all vision. of that, I mean, you're obviously a strong-minded uh, individual with a great moral character. And he's got great but, hair, too. And great, okay, <laughs> I'm looking at his hair greater. right now, he's got great and, hair. And you're a pain in the ass, which is a big bonus. But what, <laughs> what keeps you from saying, there's another place where I can make a, 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 a positive impact and this isn't it? So what, what, what is it that keeps you going?
0: I would say it's the students who tell me, I guess I can sum it up with with one student's response. I had to take over a course for a professor one year and uh, one semester and for a couple of weeks. And at the end of that two weeks, uh, a person put up his hand and he stood up and he said, I want to thank you for what you taught us these last two weeks. I've been coming here for four years, and I've been spoon-fed pablum that I disagree with, but have us to speak out against. And it's basically that kind of, you know, s- stuff that is basically, uh, I think, largely um, based on ideology, uh, far removed from how what reality actually is like, what the real world is actually like. And so, I, I guess I, I see myself as a, as a bit of, um, not a maverick, but at least somebody who can try to balance out what it is these kids are have been getting for so many years now. So I see myself as as I guess a foil in, in that uh, in that particular uh, situation. So,
3: yeah. is there is there any chance in you as a, a philosophy professor, Christopher, that, I mean. In your position, you can have some kind of influence over governmental agencies that try to establish these curriculums. Is there maybe a window of opportunity for, the, for you there?
0: Yeah, so for the last oh, five, six, seven years, I've been lobbying and meeting with the, the Minister of Education in Ontario, trying to get some standard critical thinking skills uh, placed into the curriculum from grades 9 to 12. Oh,
4: that's, that's fantastic. That
0: is fantastic.
4: It's such a necessary to learn, especially from such yeah. a young age.
0: Oh, for sure. And so my latest book is devoted entirely to that. It's uh, all the skills that anyone at any level from grade nine on up can learn fairly easily. I put it in a nice mnemonic system. And basically, it's a, it's an, a set of empowerment skills, right? It, it, it allows people to, to better understand why it is they believe what they do and to be able to express them more clearly, and then to be able to have important discussions without uh, being offended, like mm-hmm. being able to disagree and realize, but well, there's gonna be disagreements, and we need to thicken our skins up a little bit. You don't need safe places. Yeah. You need yeah. to learn. You need to learn that out there in the real world, people are going to disagree, and we have lost the art of disagreement. Yeah. People don't know how to have discussions without coming away You know, super offended and really, you know, hating the other person. You're you're in a freaking university. If you don't think your idea is going to be
3: challenged there, then you can't take challenge. Where the hell are you going to take it? Exactly.
5: This, this is where, uh, yeah, that is a loss because disagreement, uh, discord, is where the opportunity exists to make change. Yes, exactly. In a positive. In a positive growth, format, right? right? And growth, yeah. I mean, that—that's—that's. That's, if everybody agreed with everyone else all the time, what a stagnant world it would be.
0: Oh, it'd be boring. So, so Christopher,
3: uh, when when you plan on releasing your new book, roughly?
0: Um, the the new critical thinking book's out now. Okay. What's so it called? It's six steps to better thinking: how to disagree and get along. Awesome. Oh, excellent. Okay. So it's available on Amazon and. Uh, you can find it in Indigo on chapters and okay. be
3: looking that one up. <laughs> yeah, I
1: know then, me then too. let's <laughs> yep. let's
3: let's let's bring Christopher back fairly soon if you're okay with that Christopher and let's talk oh, about your sure. book. And let's yes. try to promote that as well. Alright. That works? That works for me. Christopher, if people want to find you and they want to get in touch with you, where can they find you?
0: Uh best place right now would be um six steps to Six six steps to are you sure you don't want to move back uh,
3: to the west? And uh, you know we could probably use a philosopher here. I was, you I was just thinking. Hair.
6: Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. So you've got two fans that want you to come, and that ought to work, right?
3: <laughs> and, and you know what? I know the Canucks are not very good at hockey right now, so it's a bit like the Maple Leafs anyway.
0: So you're not going to lose much
3: of anything
1: at this point. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but we have the Raptors, my friend. That's
4: true. That's hey, true. Hey, but we don't ten have like right minus twenty weather.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. It's nice. Actually,
3: <laughs> we it's,
4: have it's sun weird. today. It's almost like
3: ten degrees right now out here.
0: Wow! If you can find a university that would have me, I'd gladly come out.
3: Oh, Christopher! You know what? I think we will build a university just for you. <laughs> Christopher, before I let you go, I have to let you uh, have to get you to say, "Hi, I'm Christopher DiCarlo, and I took a left at the valley."
0: Hi, I'm Christopher DiCarlo, and I took a left at the valley. And that was Christopher De Carlo, arguably the bravest
3: man in atheism today. I would think
5: he oh. was awesome. He's what such a, a nice what guy, a great person to talk. to. Yeah, with. I know. So easy to talk to too. He's yeah, he's so relatable. You
3: just you just want to have a beer with him right away. He's like, "Geez, man, can I pass you a beer?" Well, I wouldn't mind
5: screen. taking one of his courses.
1: <laughs>
6: well, you know, the, he he says something in class that is offensive, and then uses it as a teaching moment. Yes, you which, know, to, which 99%? which is what he's supposed to do. The entire class is on his side, yeah. and yet the the one university, percent. the deans, or you know, whoever it is at the university. Decide no, no, that's not good enough. We need to stay closed-minded. It's political uh, correctness, right? uh, Well, it's beyond political correctness. If it's one student, you know, uh, now you're
5: pandering. Yeah, you're pandering to one student, and that that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's that's the thing. It's not one student. It's one customer.
1: Yeah. right well, that's okay the but what
5: about the other 99 customers? I understand that but you know
3: it's a bit like no. any 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 store the customer that complains is the one you tend to, right?
6: and no, it's I debatable whether it's offensive or not i mean i can say you know i'm offended by the the yellow uh, letters on the gray shirt and it, hey! it, it, does, does that mean you have to take off your shirt
1: that's a big risk being, offed-
6: being offended is is partly the the the, the 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 responsibility of the person uh, who is the offendee, you know, yes. not the offend no who is the offendor, not the offendee. No, the offended. Am I getting correct?
5: No, you had it right the first time. Oh, had, it, that's the good. person who is offended. offended yeah. It's it's on them. Yeah. It's, it's on not on them, the person yeah. who's like I said, right. if ninety-nine out of a hundred people are happy with the message and they're willing to learn and they're they're seeing it as an opportunity. That one person who's offended should get over themselves and try to see what the other 99 people are seeing.
6: Or, And the other 99 right. people, if they uh, understood well, this, critical thinking, what, would say, and this, this is a perfect opportunity and this is what for the, dialogue.
5: And this is what the professor is exactly. trying to do. And, and he's using it as an opportunity. I mean, we have some dissent here. Why don't we get together and talk about this? Exactly. This is what we're here for. And, uh, exactly. let, let's just be
3: extremely clear. You don't have a right to be offended. Right, you don't, Or to not be offended, I should say. You don't have a right to, you know, oh my God, you're offending me and I should be... So fucking what? You know, you're offended. Get over it. I mean,
6: it. The, the thing is, I could have a cross on my car, but you can't have a fish on yours. Exactly. Where's the logic there?
3: <laughs> exactly.
5: I'm right. You're wrong.
3: It's a Borg yeah. fish. Come on. <laughs> well,
5: I got a Linux fish. It's not on my car. It's on my computer. But I mean... <laughs> oh thank you so
3: much oh, guys for he this.
6: does stimulate good conversation yes he does
3: yes he does and we'll have yeah. him back to talk about his book because I yeah. really am looking I forward to that I'm guys. actually going to look book
5: up and uh, I think I'm going to purchase that one yes, because it absolutely. sounds really I can yeah. l- I can intriguing. lend you I've
3: got a really how to be a really good pain in the ass I can lend you that one too I'd, I'd love day. to read that yeah absolutely go, go for it man Thank you so much, guys, for being with me on the show today. And happy St. Patrick's Day, by the way.
4: Oh, that's right. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, you already
3: look like you're have boozed yeah. up
4: it's, it's my she says she's bad. tired but
5: you know and I, don't, I, I don't believe yeah, it it's it,
4: it the Bailey's packs. in my coffee this morning <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds actually pretty
4: good it's you, delicious
3: you can find us on leftatvalley.com you can delicious. send us an email at com. you can find us on Twitter on podcast at Letv. you
5: can send us Bailey's
3: you can send us yes. Bailey's <laughs> sure why not <laughs> and you can send your complaints to Nancy on the third floor <laughs>
5: <laughs> if you're right. going to complain you have to send Bailey's
3: give us a five (laughs) give us a five star review it actually helps us a lot it helps the show spread the word coming up next week Four years of Left in the Valley. Oh, Next
1: wow. Week. Wow!
3: Four years. And we have Robert Stanley of the Right to Reason podcast. Oh,
1: okay.
3: And he's coming up on one year. It's a fantastic show. He's got one of the best voices I've heard on the radio in a long time. Great. At the end of the month, on the 31st, we have Ethan Siegel again. Awesome. you're <laughs> well, talking about the science of Star Trek. And in April, we'll have the singer-songwriter Shelley Seal on the 7th. On the 14th, we'll have crystal child Jessica Schwab. That should be interesting. Okay.
5: Interesting.
3: And on the 21st, we'll have Hector Garcia, Professor Hector Garcia, to talk about the psychology of religious oppression.
1: I'm excited.
3: And on the 28th, we'll be talking to Dr. Ben Davis and nuclear power.
5: Oh. On when? On the 28th. 28th of April. Yes. I'll be back for then, or I'll be on the road. Listen, if I'm on the road, can I call in for any of these shows? Maybe. I don't oh. know. We, can we do it like a, where I can call you on the phone? But
6: well, wait a minute. We get to, we get a little peace and quiet yeah. and we get to, you know, and now you want to come back? <laughs> oh, now, come on. <laughs> I just, we treasure those moments. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> I'm
1: joking. We were, ha- we're <laughs> happy you're going I'm, on vacation. I'm going to
5: be on the road on uh, for a couple of those shows. I'm going to be on my way out to Ontario. And then for a couple of them, I'm going to be on my way back. So I, I'm just wondering if, if I can get on the phone, and It'd
6: be an interesting, we'll experiment. see if we can make it work. because yeah, I'll we'll be in the car. It.
5: I'll be in the car when the um, show's on. It's illegal if... to
6: drive and talk. I on have the phone.
5: Bluetooth hands-free in the car. Okay, but do you have a board fish?
3: <laughs> I can get one. <laughs> you better.
5: <laughs> but you I have it, I'll face. have it hanging from the uh, from the mirror. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not it's terrible. They do will get you run off the road.
1: If we you hear watching, we know was, what happened. I was
5: going to say something. When his, when his wife got run off the road, that really disturbed me because I keep a crowbar by the driver's seat for just such an occasion.
2: <laughs> oh. Don't mess with Scott. My mom had a wrench named Sally.
5: There
3: it, you go.
2: It was wonderful. All right, I met guys.
3: I'm trying to bring him back here. We'll try to end the show.
4: <laughs>
5: Peace, everyone. Until Peace. next time.
4: Greet Harry Potter. And let me take a second. Don't mean
2: sounds so hateful, but I swear to God, that I find it disgraceful, that many atheists are told to be quiet, you're not alone, speak your mind, time to let it be known, I'm
0: proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen,
2: I call it how I see it, I say it's ignorance, and you just call it faith, and unsubstantiated claims, that's something to be ashamed, I'm an atheist. atheist, atheist,